Welcome to the Scale Up Call, the show dedicated to helping you create a profitable and freedom-based online business. I'm your host, Carla Biesinger. I was an amazing sugar artist. Um, I've actually, when I was in LA last year, we went for dinner. Hi, Sahar. Hi. <laughs> how are you? I was just telling them um, how last year when I came to LA, we went for dinner and you came with the most incredible gift ever. She had like, we'll have to post the photo later in my stories. She spent, I think, 13 hours creating the most amazing cake for me. And it wasn't even my birthday. <laughs> Well, you definitely deserve it. Hi, everyone. It was almost about a year ago, wasn't it? It was in May, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't believe how it flew. It's just amazing. I know. I'm so excited. Do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Um... Yes, yes. So, um, hi, everybody. I'm Sahar. I am the founder and the creator behind Sugar Alchemy. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California. And I'm super excited that Miss Carla here is joining me and talking about everything that I've been doing lately. It's been uh, quite a journey. So yeah. I don't know if you want me to talk about a little bit about my bio before I get into it. Yeah, just let people to... know how amazing you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you to be the judge of it, but thank you, sweetie. So um, my journey actually in sugar artistry started, um, I want to say as a hobby back in early 2000, um, where I started basically getting familiar with fondants and was just very basic. I just wanted to create beautiful cakes for my son's birthday. That was it, nothing behind it. And then slowly I found out that when I'm actually being creative and making these things by my hand is the most soothing and therapeutic effect that it has on my psyche. And it, would, it was just making me so happy. So slowly and surely the past, it's almost 20 years now, that I started literally creating things, um, you know, cakes and decorative things whenever I felt down or I felt like I need to relax or boost my energy literally started with that and um, next thing you know I never thought if you asked me less than three years ago if you asked me what would you do for a living because back then I was in residential management I was in corporate America uh, I would have I would have not even get if you just say you're going to be you know shifting your career into sugar artistry I'll be like what are you smoking because it's really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> far from what I would be doing um, and um, I had to take a leap of faith something happened in me in 2017 that I decided to take a leap of faith and basically quit a very amazing corporate job into pursuing my dream as an entrepreneur and basically taking that direction in my life and yeah. see where it takes me. So, it's, so cool. um, it's definitely been uh, challenging. It has its own challenges and it's been a rewarding journey as well. So, um, in 2019 is where I decided to add another venue into my um, sugar artistry line of work and bring more courses and workshops into into the field. As a lot of people was like asking me, like, can you teach us and stuff like that? And I'm a student of life, so of course it was just inevitable for me to move into that. So yeah. that's where I am. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And um, you've been featured also in some amazing publications. I've been truly blessed. In, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've been truly blessed in such a short time that I got the attention of a few publications. And 
um, it just happened so organically. And that's one of the things I want to talk about. If you're really passionate about what you're doing and you put your work out there and you do the right things at the right time, it will happen. It wasn't yeah. something that I forced it to be. It just organically happened. And I'm a huge believer and fan of, you know, you gotta, you gotta stay true to what you believe and work hard at it. The idea of, oh, the idea of this, oh, I did this. And then one day I had like mm. 1 billion followers <laughs> and I, that's just bogus. That yeah. is not true. That is, if anybody tells you that, they're lying into your face. It's hard work. Hard work pays off. I can't yeah. emphasize that anymore. It's, it's all about your mindset and your devotion and what you want to put out there. It really totally. is. So, and, and I'm truly blessed and grateful. I would have never, never, ever imagined. And I'm very humble about all the achievements that I've achieved. Yeah. So, and I'm so here many to share to come. <laughs> So, and, you know, actually so many people share that they have been struggling with their creativity. And also for me, like when Corona started, I was like, okay, I have so many ideas. I'm just going to get to work. I'm going to like do all of these things. And I've kind of been working nonstop for the last two months. And now like I've hit a point where I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I need to be around people. I cannot yeah. be just in front of my computer all day. So um... it. That, is, that is the issue. Here's the interesting thing, Carla. Before this whole Corona, I actually had started in-person workshops with, you yeah. know, Cultivate Your Creativity as a as a mean of a life this is a mean of a lifestyle for me this is not just something that i did because it was a course or because there's a crisis i truly believe that and i'm gonna and i'm trying to make sure that i nail down the steps of why is it so crucial and the way our mind works and why is cultivating your creativity it's so important truly during the crisis more than ever that's when it's the most crucial time for you to cultivate your creativity and here's the biggest misconception that a lot of people have. When you use the word creativity or creative immediately, and this is, this is like, this is so important for me to bring the message out there. This is like the number one crucial thing that I want anybody to take out of this whole entire conversation. I believe the biggest misconception that a lot of people have around creativity, when you ask them, what is creativity? Or how do you see creativity? The first thing they kind of get it into their mind is um, art or being an artist or, you know, it's that. And immediately it's like, well, I, I can't. I'm, you know, not I'm not an artist, yeah. Here's the biggest secret. Creativity has nothing to do with being an artist. Here's the biggest aha moment that, yes, if you are an artist, you are creative. No doubt about it. But art and being in the fine art medium of work is just one pillar, one aspect of creativity. You can be an amazing, brilliant engineer. You're creative. Mm. You can be an amazing physician. You're creative. So when you look at the definition of creativity in like the Webster definition, it's like you basically using your imagina imagination to create something. Yeah. Well, guess what? In my world, in my definition, this is truly my mindset and belief is for me, creativity is all about troubleshooting. It's about finding a solution. It's not about art. Art is mm. just one pillar of it that I will talk about. But when you give person, you find a solution for issues. And that's yeah. is the biggest thing that is so helpful to have and be aware of when you are in crisis. Now we're in pandemic. That's like 
the worst thing that could happen to the world, to every mm. single one of you, every single one of us are affected. But think about in a normal situation when we don't have a pandemic, but we still have crisis. We have wars to deal with. We have poverty. We have hunger. We have diseases that's going to hit us. Anytime there is some sort of like a nature disaster, anytime there are external disaster hitting us, that's a crisis. Anytime you run into a emotional issues with your partner, that's a crisis mm, in your totally. life. If you lose your job, unemployment, that's a crisis in your life. So the idea of cultivating your creativity is, yes, these external factors are going to affect me. I, I don't have a control over it. A, a, a tsunami, I don't have a control of an earthquake, I don't have a control of something that's going to come and hit me. However, this is the mindset about creativity. You have 100%, 100% control over how you behave toward that crisis and how you feel toward it and what you do about it. Totally. And that's, yeah, and that's like the biggest thing. And that's why I'm so such a big advocate of why why is it so important to cultivate your creativity? Because in the time of the crisis is where it's the most important time for you to use your creativity. And guess what? When the crises are hitting you, if you are not in the daily mindset of cultivating your creativity, that's when you go into shocks and blocks and shutdown mm. and fear and anxiety and depression and loss of motivation loss of like, desire to live, desire to move forward, it's going to hit you because that's when you actually get blocked and your creativity is shut down. But if yeah. you run a lifestyle, a mindset of daily cultivation, then guess what? When, you're, when your immunity is hit, your daily practice practice is going to come and hit you and like okay this is what you got to do because that's yes. like you know if that reaction that you're going to get and something needs to boost it and this is the, the secret number two is when you need it the most if you're not in the process of cultivating it daily you're not going to mm. be able to help yourself in that situation that's when that's when the anxiety and the, the yeah the it's fear just a habit yeah does that make sense totally that, and so so what I decided to do is I, I, there was a period of my time in my life that I was just doing it without even having an awareness about it. Like I wasn't really sure why am I capable of when things happen in the case of emergencies and in the case of crisis, that's when I'm the strongest. Mm. Like seriously, it's like I have something in me that if something happens, I'm just woo, I take care of things. Yeah, I crash after that. However, mm. during time, I have such a amazing um uh reactive time toward it so i couldn't figure out what it was i thought oh maybe it's my upbringing or maybe which it is upbringing definitely maybe because i've experienced so many things in different times of my life that allowed me to be this way but in reality i realized there are things i do in a daily practice and with all the you know, self-therapy that I've done on myself for many years to how to be a better person in life. And also, I think I have to give credit not just to my upbringing and my lifestyle and living in so many different continents and learning from different cultures, how people cope with things. I mean, mm -hmm. um, some of you may know, like I was born in Iran, but I was raised in Denmark. And most of my adult, like I was in my early 20s when I moved to US. So, um, 
these three worlds of mine, as far as the countries that I lived in, has affected me hugely culturally. Like how the different mindset of the Danish people, yeah. you know, their lifestyle truly affected me because it was so different than what how I was brought up in Iran, right? So I thought just because, um, oh, I was born with this ability to do this and that made me this. But then later on, and it was actually toward 2018 and 19 that I realized it wasn't much as much as my upbringing than my mindset to see these, to actually be aware of the situation. Why am I behaving the way I'm behaving towards an situation because mm. it stems from the experiences that I acquire through these times of my totally. life and apply them I was very open to the idea of learning something and also when I when I moved to Denmark I think I was only 13 yeah I, I turned 14 in Denmark and so imagine you're a freaking teenager coming from a completely <laughs> different world from war zone literally from war zone and and you go to this really happy yeah <laughs> um easy chill um environment and people are very quiet there people are yeah. not you know they're very quiet they're yeah. not expressive of their emotions totally. while us iranians we are ah, you know, crazy <laughs> and so it was such a it was such a shock factor for me to go over that not just because dealing with you know my teenagers but also dealing with the whole shock factor and and trying to learn new things so looking back through my life and experiences and how i was open i was open mm. to adapt to the new cultures and to new i loved it i opened my eyes like anything that i would see and get i was just absorbing it like a sponge so those are the things that cultivate your mindset, that cult being open, being aware of that. And mm -hmm. why is it important to utilize that into your daily situation? So that's, that to me is like secret number two, to be aware of why you mm -hmm. want to constantly cultivate that in your brain. And don't forget that because when, when things hit you, that's where you forget it the most. But if you have a daily ritual of bringing this back to your um, life that helps you. Mm -hmm. Does that make cool. sense? Yeah, so, I'm curious. <laughs> and, then, and then I realized there are basically three pillars that allows you to cultivate this in your daily practice. So have you ever seen someone who is brilliant in their work? They, they are the CEO of a company. They master the art of you know, managing their team, making tons of money for, you know, for the company and all that. But when it comes to their home, they're a mess. They mm. divorce, they're, they're a wreck, you know, they, yeah. they can't manage it. Or vice versa, you be a, an amazing um, father or mother, but not necessarily. So you're always, you, you see people sometimes one directional. They're only like in one, amazing in one thing, but they can't tackle the other thing. And I think as a human, that was always my biggest struggle. I always wanted it to strive for the best. I always wanted it to be, I always made this as a joke. I said, um, back then when I was joking about this, Carly Fiona was the CEO of HP. And to me, she was one of the leading 
um, ladies in the industry that was breaking the ceiling. I mean, there's so many other amazing, wonderful women. But back then, she was my guru in tech uh, and, and technology where, oh my gosh, she broke the glass ceiling. And, and so I would always say, if I could just be Carly Fiona at, you know, at work, and I will be Martha Stewart in the kitchen, <laughs> and I was Pamela Anderson in bed, I was it, you know? And so I always made a joke about it because, because it made sense for me to be a whole person at that time in my early 20s, in my actual late 20s, I, I thought the definition of being a full, wholesome person to achieve everything in your life, work, you know, personal life, um, combined together. And because we live in such a go-go society, you are, you are judged by how you look, how, what you make, who you're married to, you mm -hmm. know, how many kids you have, how are they doing, you know, you're judged by all these um, fundamental ideas yeah. of how a beautiful society is. So that by itself is very struggling. That by itself is the internal crisis every day. If you fail, mm. if I quit my job and then I'm, you know, um, on the street or, you know, those things, those fundamental so many ideas external that are external, factors. right? That you don't know. And you, you allow those, uh, those, uh, those ideas affect you daily. So I was always searching and I think, um, the fortunate thing with media, I mean, these days is amazing. You can just learn so many things. But back in like 90s, I was very fascinated and absorbed by all these, um, you know, gurus that will come and talk about all these things. And I think one of the most, one of the most fundamentals for me, like so many other people, like, just like reading books and listening to things and watching some of, you know, amazing Oprah's episode of bringing, you know, these therapists and um, inspirational teachers on her shows and talking about, I think it was during in my mid thirties that I started developing this amazing love for inspirational things in my life. Like how can mm -hmm. I be inspired by and be a better versus them saying, Oh, it's, oh, I'm getting just suffocated by all this. So I was yeah. being more inspired and that brought. So for me, in order cut off. You're right. For me mm. to be a wholesome person as much as I can was to find those three pillars in my life that allows me to be. And for me, mm. those three pillars was... I have to emotionally cultivate myself as a human. That's where you are on a daily practice, you know, do your yoga, your meditation, your journaling, your self-awareness and all those. That's the first pillar that you have to work on as a whole, on, as a person. If you're not good as a person, like think about when you're on the, when you're on, think about this very basic thing. When you're on the airplane, they say in the case of emergency, take care of yourself first before others. So, Think of that basic mindset. So if I am not taking care of myself, and when I talk about self-care, I don't necessarily say go to a spa and get a facial. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. I do it as much as I can. However, I need that self-care right <laughs> is cleansing internally, right? Like I am dying to go to a spa and get a massage and all that. But besides the external things that you do on yourself, really um, 
clearing yeah. the blocks that you have in your inside, whatever routine you have. I'm not here to yeah. tell you do this and that. I'm just telling you the techniques that you need to apply. Yeah. And I that think that's such a good to, point. So and, that's the number one pillar, self-care. And, say, and by the yeah. way, stop me if you ever want, because I know I, I talk in like a million miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say, so, I think that's such an important point to make because, you know, and this has been like a traumatic experience for all of us. And, you know, we're, I think we've all kind of shown sides of us that are not the best. And it's just because we're doing what we can and we're showing up the best way we can. And for me, it's been some days where I just had like a good cry. <laughs> you know, I was just like, yeah, this is all too much right now. And I just like had a good cry and then I was feeling better. And I think it's so important to just let those emotions like come up, feel into them and then move on. Right. There is absolutely nothing wrong with crying and talking about an a struggle and an issue that you have. I find it actually super therapeutic when we become aware of this. Like, this is the step number one. Know the struggle. There is absolutely, in my opinion, nothing wrong with knowing. I think the problem is when you dwell over an issue, when you know the issue, yeah. what it is but you don't take any action toward it when you give up on doing anything and then you blame the issue for what's happening in your life. I totally. think that's where the problem lies in. The first step is awareness and cry about it. Totally. There's nothing wrong about crying and, and be upset about it. That's, that's when you're yeah. normal. If you're numb about things, then something is not adding up Yeah. because you okay. have some sort of emotion toward it, right? Yeah. Right. What's pillar so number that, two? So the pillar number two is basically going back to what you're good at and cultivating that. So if I have to bring an example, talking about the CEO and all that, your work, whatever that is. So if the pillar number two is for me as an artist is my art and my work, my business, that's my pillar. That's what you want to good at. That's what you want to be really good at. You want to cultivate being the best at. Now, if somebody doesn't have anything that they think, well, I'm, I'm great at what I'm doing, or I, you know, I'm doing all that, but they're looking for an additional outlet to ease the mind. It's all about easing the mind about issues, right? So this is where I add another bonus to this idea. Beside your actual craft, your work, it's good to have a hobby besides that. Mm. It's, good to, it's good to be good at a hobby. So for me, the hobby was what? Doing all these sugar artistry stuff. And what I, what I like to teach for people that have no idea about it is first thing is, okay, we'll paint with edible art. That's therapeutic. Mm. That's soothing. So take a craft on top of your daily work that is not a stress factor for you and be good at it as a source of inspiration where yeah. you're literally physically working. It's not a mind thing. It's a work thing. Yeah. You're physically getting your mind off of a subject by physically doing something, which could be painting, crafting, sculpting, needling, whatever hobby, fishing, drone, TikTok videos. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> that you're good at making with your hands mm. and gets you going and gets your creativity flowing, 
do that. That, that has nothing to do with the daily stress. So that's pillar number that. two. So cool. Pillar number three is implementation. Talking about it and daydreaming about it and putting it on a to-do list. <laughs> really, it's not going to help you. It's like, um, it's really that that mindset to want to do that you know mm. and, and and really be aware of it how much effort am i putting into this am i really doing anything about it i just talk about it if you want to just talk about yeah. it cool but be aware of it you know nothing is going to happen and then um really so those are you know those are the the three most important pillars and then to me i think the desire to be you have to have the desire within you to do something yeah. and that's i think when we have dip when i'm down when i'm depressed mm. when i'm low in energy when i have no like way of you know getting myself out of it that's when you have to put a note to yourself and say this is where you have to you know after you're done crying and all that, that's when you have to be you know aware of this situation and say mm. i gotta do something about it i got i got you know that's when you have to have mm-hmm. the desire within and I think that's the biggest problem when people are not implementing things, when they're just winging it at their liking, that's when you have the issue. So that's, I think that's the biggest aha moment to realize you got to implement a system and to do it. And then Mm. the last thing is you have to accept it as a lifestyle. Stop complaining about things. Like we have, as as humans, we have to accept Life is about all these struggles and issues. And it's us how we can turn into this beauty. I think a lot of times when we talk about motivational things and happy things, we always get this misconception that life has to be so beautiful. Well, it's beautiful Mm. if we make it beautiful. You create beautiful things. It's not just handed to you, you know, and... um, like nature is created beautiful. It just didn't happen. Like it was created, you know. So it, so you have to create beautiful things with your mind. And that to me is the seven steps of creating your cultivation with your creativity. And and I'm addicted to it. It's like my life. So cool, you know. I love how passionate you are about this. It's like so true. And you know, I think so often, like we just get so wrapped up in the daily like shit and we're like, oh my God. And then I mean, so many things that are on my to-do list and then so many things that I could be adding to my to-do list and so many ideas I have, but I actually make very little time for non-work and for those like creative activities and I think you're it's really inspiring to hear you talk about these things I started actually blocking out the first two hours of my day every day 8 to 10 a.m I get up earlier but it's like you know normal working hours and I put it in my calendar as me time and you know I exercise I sometimes just lay in bed sometimes I chat on Instagram but it's just having that time blocked out it's a really really nice way to start the day and just focus on on me which then you know gives gives me ideas and it's a different thing than like getting up and going straight to emails and like getting started with work you just nailed it because before before I had a system for my daily routine or what I'm doing I was getting really 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 um 
emotionally feeling guilty if I sat and watched a TV, a movie. I was getting mm. feeling guilty if I just sat and drank a cup of coffee. We're not doing anything. I felt if I'm lazy, mm. and if you see me working or if I'm at home, I'm like this. I'm like running around constantly doing things. So I want for sure I'm not a lazy person, but I think it was like part of my upbringing. If we were not busy doing something, you're just lazy. Mm. And that, that criticism had always stayed in my mind. So for me, being product, productive meant I have to run 100 miles an hour to do something. Guess what? That two, for me, yours is two hours. For me, it's three hours. I wake mm. up early, but my brain is not awake. So like I wake up around 6.37 till 10 a.m. I am doing things that are important for me that uh. are calming my mind and getting my day ready. And guess what? I'm no longer feeling guilty about that. Yeah. If I'm doing it's my so meditation, cool. if I'm doing my yoga, if I'm, if I'm doing things that are important for my mind. And guess what? Once I hit the day, I am supercharged. Yeah, and that, that I think is the most important thing that you don't feel guilty doing things for yourself so you can be productive doing things because before then when I was in corporate are you kidding me I would wake up have a cup of coffee on the way to work and I was running mm. I didn't have any me time and by the time I would get home I was exhausted but that's where the challenge comes in you have to plan that time for yeah. if your if your schedule doesn't allow you if, if you, you can't do it in the morning do it at night. Do it yeah. on the weekend. Do it anytime yeah. that works yeah. with you. It's about finding what works for you. Yeah. And I think for me, the real change was literally blocking that time out in my calendar. Because mm -hmm. I didn't have it. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. And then I would have someone book in a call for 9am. And then already the day before, I'm like, oh my God, now I have to do a call at 9am. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, this is not what I want to do. So Problem solved. No. Problem yeah. solved. And it's like when you're blocking a, a an appointment. If you have, if you have to do, I don't know, meet with your CPA or your um, dentist or yeah. go do grocery shopping, you have to block that time out, right? You're not yeah. gonna say it's gonna do it by itself. So you block it by it's it's a it's a really good um, ritual to learn. Really to block like put yourself I'm obsessed with my calendar to be able to know this is what I'm going to do now, mm, this is what I'm going to do same. now, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it puts me on it. So that's, I think, uh, yeah. and that's the challenge. That it's is a, really challenge. a challenge. But at the end of the day, it's like you're prioritizing every like crappy task over yourself. So it's like you are worthy of your time. Yeah just as much as you're you know worthy of doing <laughs> absolutely it's like you're rewarding yourself for something and you look forward to it like for me if I'm blocking time for my me time I'm really looking forward to it and that's all about mm. that because day and the, the the life itself has so many issues hitting us you know that you don't look yeah. forward to deal with if you have to do a task that is not really pleasing to you and it's a struggle and can you feel that feeling when you do it and i was like oh, that yeah so good i achieve it so when if you can increase that oh it feels so good by 
developing it's a routine in your day to day it's just amazing mm. yeah it's yeah. and i think everybody should do that so so can we talk about the amazing thing that you've created to help us entrepreneurs cultivate our creativity yes i feel so fortunate i'm blessed that i got this opportunity um to be able to share all the things that i this is my ultimate goal my ultimate goal and mission in life besides the actual work that i do and bring happiness to everybody's life for me honestly is share everything that i have if i can help somebody else to to be happy with what they're doing and accomplish things that they're doing i think that's i've achieved my life mission and goal because to me that's the most true um have that effect on somebody and i know it sounds it, it sounds so crazy and it sounds so big but in on honestly the reason i did it because i was starting doing them in like 2019 and then it got to the idea of it's all these workshops and guess what covid decided to join us he's like yeah <laughs> let me be part of this whole thing so guess what the workshops were no longer you know uh, moving and i was like how am i going to be able to i just started this whole thing again i had to be creative with my own thing and i feel like we are so blessed in so many other things in life that we have this venue we have this option of sharing this online so i decided to create this online uh class where i i just share everything and i teach um my techniques of paintings and i wanted it to make it so easy so it's not for necessarily someone that says i mean i wanted to make it easy so if someone says I can't paint, you know, I can't do this. There's no excuse. You can't. And in fact, in every single live workshop that I've had, there was at least one or two students that were saying, "I don't know how to paint." And their work was the best work, honestly, at the end of it, because it's it's really it's your mind. It's not about that. I teach the painting because that's what I am doing. But Yeah. The course is it's not just about the painting. The course is way more than that. The course is about all the three pillars and mm. how to so I made an easy process. I streamlined it. So people can go and use those techniques, those mindset techniques and apply it to whatever hobby they want to do. But if they want to learn my hobby of painting, guess what? You can do it. and i know most of people if you look at my stuff it's mainly edible art right but even if you can take it further if you don't want to use it on edible art use regular paints and do it on yeah that. i teach i love the same. idea of eating it <laughs> and, and especially even the and, beginning and it's like not that great out, make it on, and I, and that's why i was showing it on chocolate because make it on chocolate is readily available everybody can have mm. access to it everybody loves chocolate who doesn't love chocolate So make it on chocolate and give it as a Mother's Day gift, and do it with your mom, yeah. you know, um, and do it with your kids, do oh, it with your yeah. husband, do it with anybody you love to do. And if you're single That's by so yourself, cool. do it. <laughs> That's so cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and share this link. I'm excited to share this with you, Saha, and um, I'm gonna be taking your course, uh, just because I feel like I've, I've actually I been know. wanting to. Um, to paint but i have that thing of like i don't know how to paint so i have not been doing it now you so know. 
now I'm going to do it. And I actually love the idea of doing it with my mom. This is a really cool yeah. idea. And um, guess what? If you guys are not in the same place, now is the perfect time. You can like share screen with each other. You know, you can do it. And it's step by step. So the way the course is instructed, I talk about the theories and then I, I actually show the, the techniques. But again, as I said, it's so much more. And if anybody has any questions, people know me. I'm all hands on. I'm all about like reaching to me. I'm all like, I'm all about supporting. So if there's an issue and I am learning as I'm teaching. So it's all about me yeah. getting your feedback and getting back, you know, how can I be a better teacher? Yeah. And so yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's just been the we best have, thing that could happen to me. Um, timeless yeah. Teddy says, yes, she's saying it's a wonderful course and I'm only a day in. So I'm really oh, excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's only, you're doing a promotional rate. It's only $47. Yeah. Right I now through May. So affordable that anybody in any situation can access to it. I want it to be so easy to access, so cheap to achieve it. So I honestly, this like the lowest, like it's the, the price is so low because I didn't want anybody to be left. That was my intention. That's why I had the promotional. I wanted to make sure people that are struggling through COVID get access because this is when we needed the most. I wanted to give back. I'm also giving 5% of the whole entire net uh, process back to the direct relief. So I'm giving back to the society. Um, the price is gonna go up end of the May. So take advantage of it and um, share the love. Let me know your thoughts. If you have any feedback, I'd love to hear back. But yeah, that is my whole intention. My whole intention is really, really give the, the my whole intention is people learn about this because it's really, it's not a secret anymore. It's, it's out there and it's for mm. us to, to really take advantage of it. It's, and it, the ideas are simple if you follow through. Yeah. You know? It's not, it's something you have it in you, in your hands. Mm. It's not something that is outside. You have to go invest in so many things. It's really step-by-step um, yeah. step techniques that you can apply literally in your room literally in your house yeah so so cool so. thank you so much Saha, for coming on for sharing your secrets for this like really really thank cool you. conversation you've got so much love here um if you're watching i can't wait I, if go. you're watching the replay go and, and follow Saha. Yeah. she's i'm gonna save it and then hopefully i can like download it as well and then we, i can share it with you yeah, I want to see. I want to see myself. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thank you. This is Carla. I can't, be, I can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. And for you to, you know, want to do this, this is just, um, you, made, you, made, you made the whole effort going so, so easy. So I'm really Aww. grateful. And, I, and if I can bring any joy and happiness into anybody's Aww, life, you I'm mission accomplished. Yeah. Thank you, Saha. <laughs> I will have you make my wedding cake if I ever get married I can't <laughs> wait I can't wait I'll be there <laughs> you betcha <laughs> thank you I can't wait to see you inside the course and maybe some of you as well um, we can get creative I can't together. wait to see you here and then me in protocol hopefully when this is, when this is all over <laughs> you know that <laughs> thank you have a great thank weekend you. you too bye everybody bye bye thanks for tuning in <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening, my friend. I hope you found this episode helpful and are excited to implement some of the things that we talked about. If you want to connect, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Carla Biesinger. That's C-A-R-L-A. B-I-E-S-I-N-G-E-R and just send me a DM and say you're listening to the podcast and you just wanted to reach out. I'm excited to hear from you. Take care. See you in the next time.